You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Monday, everyone. We are back to our five days a week schedule as we start our trek towards opening kickoff as Boston College takes on Colgate on September 4th. Now, this week is a big week for Boston College sports and ACC sports in general, as it is ACC Media Kickoff Day. It's basically the start of the fall sports season. Now, this is an event where Boston College will be sending Jeff Halfley, Marcus Valdez, Phil Dracovic, and Zion Johnson down to talk to different media members. As I mentioned before, I will not be there. But because this is the kickoff to basically the start of college football season, we are five days a week again. So get this back into your calendar. Make this part of your routine to get ready for Locked On Boston College. We'll be talking about BC football and BC sports five days a week from here on out. So I hope you're enjoying this. We have some special guests along the way that we'll be getting into. Hopefully we'll get some opposing um, podcasters from different programs that are on Boston College's schedule coming up. We'll keep it. We'll keep it nice and fresh for you as we go along. So on today's show, we're going to go over some news. We are going to answer a question about Alumni Stadium and renovations. And we're also going to talk about some NIL stuff or name, image, and likeness uh, issues that popped up over the weekend. I have some thoughts I want to get in on that. But before we get into that, let's check the news. The publication Athlon Sports did their All-American list this week and Alec Lindstrom, Boston College's starting center, was named third team All-American, which uh, he's already made, you know, Phil Steele's All-American team and various other, um, you know, all ACC teams from different publications. Alec Lindstrom is going to be have it. He's he's primed to have a big season. Now, if you're not aware of the awards and uh, some of the things that come up, there's the award called the Remington. That's for the best center in the country. And you have to imagine at this point that Alec Lindstrom is probably second or third on that list. I know there's a center from Arkansas and a center from Iowa that probably will get uh, more looks than him. But a big season for Boston College's offense could be mean big things for Alec Lindstrom. And as we talked with Mitch Wolf on the show a couple of weeks ago. He sees Alec Lindstrom as a draft pick without a doubt. And, you know, I, I see the same thing. Now, in terms of pure news, there wasn't much this weekend. Um, Boston College pitcher Joey Walsh signed a undrafted free agent deal with the Angels. Congratulations to him. I don't know what that means in terms of salary for him, but give him a chance to make it to the pros. Um, the other piece that I thought that was interesting that's popped up is some more of those mock drafts that I've, I've seen more and more of for Phil Dracovic. Now, he's probably on many lists, probably the sixth or seventh quarterback um, to be taken in the draft, but I've seen more and more uh, mock drafts that are pushing him up further up the boards. And that's because he has a skill set, I think, that will be very attractive to NFL teams. He's tough. He's got a great arm. He uh, can move the ball. He can run. He can do everything that you want. I mean, basically, you know, we've talked about it before. The Ben Roethlisberger comparisons um, are very attractive. Now, NFL Draft Bible had their most recent uh, mock draft in twenty for 2021. And they had Djokovic going to the Steelers at, uh, I think it was the 13th or 14th. And obviously you, you see Steelers, you're going, oh gosh, that's a, you know, they're they're looking for their Ben Roethlisberger to, um, re- replacement and they're going for a guy that looks and, and plays ju- just like Ben Roethlisberger. So 
Roethlisberger is clearly on uh, declining. His arm strength is, is not there. He just doesn't seem like the right quarterback to to move that franchise forward. So that would be a great place. And, you know, Jakovic is a Pittsburgh kid at heart. Uh, he grew up there. Uh, that would be a dream come true, I'm sure, for him. Now, some people have been asking me, do I think that Phil Jakovic will leave at the end of 2022? Uh, 2021, excuse me. And I say it all depends. I mean, if he goes out there and does not play well um, and his draft stock kind of stinks, uh, then no, he won't go. But if if everything happens that I think it will, which is that he plays well, he is, you know, either all ACC or second team all ACC or third team, you know, because it's a, it's a stacked uh, position in the ACC this, this uh, year. I could definitely see him leaving. Um, you know, he's been out of school, I think, for four years now. His time is there. I mean, like, why would he come back for another year if, he, if he's going to be a first-round draft pick? There's no reason for him to come back. I mean, he's going to make his money in the pros. He's going to be an NFL quarterback. Especially if he's a first-round draft pick, it makes all the sense in the world for him to leave. So where would that leave Boston College if he left? Um, I think, I believe I've read that Dennis Grossell would have an extra year of eligibility, which would be a great uh, stopgap between him and whoever comes in next, whether that's Emmett Moorhead, Matt Reeve, um, Peter Delaportis, whoever that's going to be, or a transfer, I'm not sure. Um, so maybe that would be Grossell for next year. Uh, you know, he seems like he's been here forever, but he'd have a chance. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see where Jakovic goes. And this is going to be a conversation that we'll be continuing to have uh, throughout the year. You know, we'll be continuing to see mock drafts. We'll see, uh, you know, how things are progressing in terms of his his value. And it'll be the conversation that's going to go on behind the scenes all year long. Because as much as we're going to watch enjoy watching Jakovic, we also have to kind of realize that this might be it for him. And that's kind of bittersweet, but... You know, all the power to him. You know, how much fun is it watching Matt Ryan in the pros? We'll get to have two, hopefully, next year, if that's the case. We'll have to see what happens, though. But before we do that, let's chat a little bit about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It comes in nine delicious flavors right now, and you can try them all. They have coconut, cherry barcia, double chocolate, salted caramel, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. Right now, my favorite is definitely coconut. Uh, it tastes just like an Almond Joy. If you like those, they're very good. They are delicious, and they're good for you. They have, they're have loaded in protein with 17 to 18 grams per bar. They only have 130 to 180 calories and 4 to 5 grams of sugar. And right now, if you head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off at BuiltBar.com. This is AJ Black, Locked On Boston College. We're going to talk now a little bit about name, image, and likeness um, legislation and what has happened around the country. Now, if you've been paying attention to the news, you've seen all the kids that are putting up stuff. Like I've seen probably, gosh, seems like 50 people from BC are part are barstool athletes, whatever that means. Um, hey, if they get paid, all the power to them, right? Um, I've seen different um, groups of athletes, you know, getting um, money from anything from car dealerships to radio stations to every, you know, everything in between. I mean, it's great. You know, all these uh, athletes are going to now get paid. Uh, their, their name, image, and likeness is, is getting them profits, which is what we, this is all about. But as I warned, when it happened, there was always this undercurrent of something that could really derail this. And I'm going to take it from one perspective of one thing that's already happened that I'm like, Ooh, that's not good. And it happened this weekend. The website TexasAggs.com recently made a deal with two or three uh, Aggie players for $10,000 to get exclusive interviews with them before the season. Now, they're paying them for media coverage. 
Now, I know many of you are like, oh, they just deserve to be paid. But just think about the ramifications of what that means, right? TexasAgs.com now has these kids that no one else can talk to. And they're throwing it behind a paywall, so you can't read it. And now you're paying kids for access. Now, the media is not there to be paying for interviews. It's just not how it's done. Now, for a regular interview, like in the NFL, NBA, you don't pay you know, LeBron James to, to do an interview with him afterwards. That's just part of how this game works. Now, if LeBron James doesn't want to do the interview, he doesn't have to. But if he wants to get out there and get his voice heard, he can sit down and talk to, you know, um, any of the various media reporters at the NBA. And so it works the same way at the college level, too. Now, you know, if you don't know the typical way the college media system works, uh, we have media days uh, throughout the week that we can talk to various recruits, I mean, uh, players that the uh, sports information department gives us. So a lot of times it's like Phil Dracovic and maybe like Jabuzi and Wuka and Zay Flowers, and they'll, they'll mix them up so you get a chance to ask them questions. Now, if you want specific recruits, you can always reach out as well and then get them through the athletics department. Now, Texas Ags, they just circumvented all of that and just decided to pay the kids to come on their show. Um, this is icky, and I don't like the way this is going because the media is not here to be paying athletes for for coverage, right? We're not. That's that kind of it's it 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 blurs that ethics and moral line where if you're paying a kid all this money, you could get them to say anything you want. You're getting them. Um, you're trying to get them to be honest and and candid. But they just know that they have the money there so they can do whatever they want. And that kind of limits it. And, you know, for a lot of companies, TexasAgs.com is humongous. It's a pay site. And I, I'm God, I know they have their whole they have a gigantic staff there so they can afford it. Plus, they had a sponsor pay for it instead of them. So they really didn't pay anything. But think about that. If I wanted to interview Zay Flowers and now I find out it costs 200 bucks to talk to Zay. I'm never doing that. I'm I, With the money that I make in this, I cannot afford that. Therefore, I don't get access anymore. And then, you know, maybe some other company that has a sponsor gets to. That's not fair to you as the listeners because the, the goal of the media is just to get stories out, get get coverage out to, to, to give a, a, a fair, objective um coverage of what's going on in in college sports right now if i can't afford to talk to anybody what what are people like us gonna do and there's lots of people believe me texas ags is near the top but like other companies are not gonna be able to do that they're gonna have to just kind of guess and that's not fair to the athletes either now they're now we're putting words in their mouth we're guessing where their uh intentions are and so they're going to have to live with that. If that's what they're going to choose to do is to caught, you know, you have to now pay to have them on your site or show or talk, just talk to them. That's going to really change the way things are going to look. Um, and it's, I just don't, I feel like this is now we're getting into a murky situation and yes, players should definitely be paid. And I, I'm all on that, but the media piece I'm not, I don't, I'm not on board with this. I don't think it's a good idea. And I think that, you know, this is something that is going to cause some issues moving down the road. Um, I've seen also, you know, there's other sites. I mean, there's other podcasts on Locked On Networks that are paying athletes to like 
to hold their phones with their podcasts on. I'm like, I'm totally fine with that. That's totally cool. You know, like I'm not going to do it because I'm not, I don't really care for that kind of stuff. But if that's your, if you want to pay to have like, um, you know, Emory Jones of Florida to, to, um, spot, you know, endorse your podcast, go for it. That's your prerogative. But for the coverage, for be able to tell the stories that the athletes and these teams are going through, it is it, it, shutting the door with monetary things. That That's not a good scene. Now, in our final uh, section, we're going to talk a little bit about Alumni Stadium. We had a reader, Nick Teixeira, who wanted to know about alumni and what uh, could be happening in terms of renovations and upgrades to the stadium. But before we do that, let's talk a little bit about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to make all your sports action bets. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all your action at BetOnline. For the next pitch, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head over to the website now and use promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. I am also the editor and publisher of bcbulletin.com. I also run Maroon and Gold Forums, which if you've not checked out, it's kind of collaborated with BC Bulletin. So where I write stories, you can go over to Maroon and Gold and talk with other Boston College fans about this podcast, uh, big stories in BC sports. Other fans are writing down you know, their own things. It's great. Uh, it's free to join. All you do is go to maroonandgoldforums.com. Sign up. It takes about 10 seconds. I approve it. Boom. You can comment and talk to each other. We have 110 active commenters right now. And I'd love to, if you're listening to this, for you to be the next one to join. Again, maroonandgoldforums.com. Head on over there and uh, check that out. Now, our reader, as I was saying, Nick Teixeira, wanted to know, uh, you know, with the new basketball practice facility on the way and Fish Fieldhouse completed, what is the odds of Alumni Stadium being renovated next? Now, this is a, a loaded question, so I want to make sure I break it down and answer the specifics that go along with this, right? First of all, first, when people think renovations, I know the brain immediately goes to raising the seat capacity, and that should absolutely not be part of the conversation about renovating Boston College. I am not on the, on the board with the people who say that if you build it, they're going to come. No. If you build on Alumni Stadium right now, like with with the 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 fan base that you have at this moment, you're going to have a half-empty Alumni Stadium no matter what happens. You do not need to add 20,000 seats. You do not need to add 15,000 seats. Let Jeff Halfley and his staff win some games, have some successful seasons, then you can build it up. But don't do that right now. Keep it small and intimate at Boston College. Keep that tight atmosphere, and you can make Alumni Stadium a tough place to play, which is what uh, opposing teams have said when the field is rocking. And hopefully that's where Halfley will get it. So I wanted to make that clear right now. This does not involve adding more seats. And this does not involve tearing down Alumni Stadium. I know some people out there want it torn down. No, we're not there yet. Again, we're not building a dome. We're not building any of that. We're building onto what they have. And I think Alumni Stadium has the structure to be good, but you need to add to it. Now, one of the things I noticed that they already did for next year 
And some people have been complaining, and I totally get it because I hate it myself, about the lack of seat backs um, for the stadium. I think that should just be universal. But this year, they're giving it to um, season ticket holders who pay another like 35 bucks for the season. You get your own seat back for the year. That's great. That's a good start. I say in the future, make the whole stadium, at least the season ticket sections, maybe like from the you know the 30 to the 30 or 40 to 40, whatever you want to do, or, or the lower bowl. Make those all with seatbacks. Maybe not for the students because the students don't really need it because they're standing through the whole game anyways. But make that part of it. I think that would be an excellent way to upgrade um, the uh, amenities and things that are going on. That's a simple thing you can do. Easy thing that, that, to accomplish, right? Now, I know there's a couple of listeners out there that have complained about this. And again, I get it. Something else that they need to do is add bathrooms to the upper level. Um, I've sat up there a few times recently. And now that with, with beer being offered, to sit up there and have to go down like four flights of stairs to get stuck in line for bathrooms is not a fun experience. Make sure that that happens. Uh, that would be a high on my list too. Because you, you know, especially if, if BC starts to sell out more in those upper levels, get more fans up there. You need bathrooms. It's just, it's just a, a simple thing that you can do. I think that's a big one. I think you need to get uh, the bathrooms, seat backs, I think are big. And I know they just installed it, but I would love to see, um, uh, like go for it again, like improving the, um, the projector screens and the led things that are across, you know, some of the banner ones, you know, continue to think about how to improve those. And you know, that's not my cup of tea. I don't know exactly what that is, but love to see that improve as well. So those are some simple ones. I think on top of that, I would love to see amenities be improved. And this is something I've talked about on the podcast before, but I'll, I'll go down it again. I'll, I'll talk about this every day if you need me to, um, you know, for food, I, I am not the biggest fan of Boston College's food. They, For me, the one thing that they have in Alumni Stadium that I love is in that open area on the second floor. They they grill uh, steaks, uh, uh, sausages, and I know they do one on the bottom floor too. I love the sausage, uh, peppers, onion, pe- sausage, peppers, and onions that they grill. I could do that every day. But other than that, like, you have the choice of, like, the, the lousy hot dogs or... Uh, the pretzels, which may or may not have sesame seeds on it, depending on where you get it. You have uh, nachos that have the cheese whiz on it uh, with some jalapenos on the side or meatball subs. Like, figure out, like, it's time to, like, find a food for Boston College football that is, like, the thing to get at Alumni Stadium. And maybe you could add it to Conti Forum's menu, too, when they have the basketball and hockey games. It's, like, the BC thing. And I don't know what that would be. I don't know if that's, like, you know some sort of barbecue, like have like a barbecue section where they like have people, you know, where they usually have the grills. They could put like, you know, pulled pork and brisket sandwiches and things like that. But it needs to, you need to have more amenities there. Something like more fun. And I've I've preached about this as well. Like if that's what you're going to do, maybe bake a barbecue section, but then put a beer garden up there. And like, I don't know. I'm not sure what the uh, ins and outs in terms of, um, game day experience and what they can and can't do. But I mean, if they're doing it inside, they can probably, uh, for the tents, they could probably do it here too, but like make the beer garden open early, like have it there. So like, that's a place you can go. Like if you, you know, maybe you buy a, 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 seat, a ticket early or something and you get access to the beer garden, you can have food, you can go like it's a restaurant, get there. And then you're on campus. You're doing something fun. Um, I, again, I don't know what the ins and outs of terms of Newton's uh, legislations. And yeah, I know they're a pain in the butt, but uh, that could be something you could do too. Like add in some like food things. I think that would be really important. 
And finally, it wouldn't impact me because I'm not buying them, but I think they need to start looking at ways to uh, upgrade the luxury boxes. I've been in a luxury box a couple, a handful of times during my life, and they're kind of like, whatever. And I've been at luxury boxes at uh, at the Red Sox, too, and they're a completely different ballgame. Now, you have rich fundraisers, you have rich alumni, rich fundraisers that you can throw in these boxes. Like, make it worth it for them. Like, I don't know, you know, like, make it, like really nice and again i'm not into you know like leather couches and big lc led tvs i haven't been them in a while i just know i've heard that they're not up to where that the next level is going to be so i would add a, if you could add more uh do that maybe add special seating in one of those open areas where you know you can add a few boxes there or something i don't you know i'm just kind of sp- spitballing here but that's my thoughts now nick that was a great question and i appreciate you asking now later on this week we're going to talk to my dad my dad's got a big boston college fan um i'm not sure how it's going to go as i said before i said this last week uh, but he wants he's going to come in on fan fan friday in between then we're going to talk about the acc media days we're going to talk about the upcoming season i'm going to dive in and talk about acc teams i'm going to i'm going to try to get some uh, opposing teams in uh to the podcast but you you know for a couple days i might be talking more about you know what to expect from the acc so check that out as well now if you do not already follow me on twitter at aj black underscore bc make sure you follow and like our podcast wherever you get your podcast whether it's spotify apple um you know the odyssey app wherever you get your podcast make sure you do that um and if you haven't done so already make sure you check out the live nba draft show NBA draft goat Charles Chad Ford, locked on NBA draft host Raphael Barlow, and locked on NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA draft. It's locked on NBA draft 2021, brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on your YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, I'm sure no Boston College players will get drafted. I know Stefan Mitchell is in the draft, but I've gonna go ahead and guess he won't be uh, but just check that out and uh we'll be back again tomorrow remember we're five days a week now check out locked on boston college wherever you get your podcast we'll see you all again soon take care everyone